1: Hey, welcome, Panda Off The Charts. This is a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. We are the number one music strip club podcast in the world, and we are happy you guys could join us here today. My name is Danny Myers. We've got Alon Fong from up in Columbus. We've got Bob Chia Party from StripJointsMusic.com, now residing in Nashville, Tennessee. And, um, you know, we got, this is a show where we bring new music and we have celebrity interviews. And uh, so we're going to have some new music And uh, we're going to kind of fly through this music because our special guest today is going to be Edsel Dope from the band Dope. And and he's been a great friend of Bob's for years and years and years. And I don't want to cut any of his interviews short when we're talking to him. And uh, so we're going to fly through the show. So we got uh, plenty of time to talk to Edsel. Uh, You guys ready to do this? Let's Let's do do it. Okay, my first pick uh, is a huge, huge TikTok song right now. It's going crazy. It's Tyga. It's called Bop's Going Brazy. And uh, the original, of course, is two minutes long. So uh, I did one of my typical Danny Myers Strip Club edits to get it up to three so uh we're only going to play 30 seconds of it and i know you're going to recognize the hook to this song so here it is i stop, stop. listen hip got a western if i reach for
0: hope your boy get the message hope that he christian wow. need a blessing shorty back it up like she looking for directions. directions you ain't threatening you ain't stepping i'm shining chain is a weapon clips i'm grinding, grinding. i ain't stressing your boyfriend a groupie heard a yes, yes man. man i got 17
2: and a FN. extend those body, body pressing. pressing what's in the bag don't question. Sleep
1: with the Nina. She my best friend. Shot, tell me, baby. Baby, 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 baby. I got the ops going crazy. Bops going crazy. So let me go to a lawn first. Yeah, it's fine. It's fun. It's uh, what you know, a little bit of under pressure, a little bit of ice, ice baby, vanilla ice and modernized. Yeah, it's fine. I'll tell you, I played it last night. It's mixed well, man. It yep. is. It it really thumps. Bob, what did you think?
2: Sounds great to me. And again, like I said, it's it's just you know simple song, but everybody knows that 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 riff. If you don't know it, you must be dead. So, yeah,
1: true. Alan Fong, you want to pick one here?
3: Oh hell yeah. You know, it's summertime, Danny. A couple summers ago it was uh hot girl summer, right? Yep. Now it's just summer too hot, at least according to Chris Brown. This is the Smash 8 uh ACAP, as an acapella hype intro of Summer Too Hot by Chris Brown.
1: Take some let right. Control it. You know who to call if you're Right on it. Green light. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be an easy one to add. I'll go in tonight and play that. I mean, Chris Brown is just—I mean, he's—you know—in my opinion, one of the perfect artists for strip clubs. You know, it's always mid-tempo; it's not too slow, not too fast. You know, or at least most of his tracks, uh, and they're always relatable to uh, to uh, sex and strip clubs. So, so yeah, I'd go that one, uh, Bob.
2: Sounds good to me. That's what's when I would I would get behind if I was a strip club DJ. <laughs>
1: And, you know, the great thing is we are uh, just three, uh, one song away, about uh, three minutes or so away from bringing Edsel Dope on from the band Dope with our interview with him. But, Bob, uh, why don't you pick one more before we go to Edsel and bring him on?
2: We, well, we've got a kind of a new artist. I mean, she she scored a nice buzz with her EP Fallen Angel last year. It featured a song Baby Doll, which you guys may be familiar with. Sure, Got, got you know, big buzz and lots of streams. Uh, she's got a a newer song now that uh the label thought would work well in the in the strip clubs and I did too so that's why I'm bringing it to you guys. Uh this is Ari Abdul and the song's called You and of course we've got it was a little short so I called up my good buddy Danny Myers <laughs> and he
1: stretched it out to uh, over 3 minutes. So there you go. Yeah, so we're going to play the Danny Myers strip club mix. I'm only going to play 30 seconds of it, but if you want that full 3 minute version stripjointsmusic.com. here's the track First time I heard this song when you sent it over to me. First of all, I love her voice. She's got just—I mean—just such a sexy voice about it. Probably no relation to Paula Abdul, but uh, uh, the song works. And and, and I'm—I don't know. Ish Bob? You—you're the one that no, has I, all this good- I, 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 I would say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or if she was, we would have heard that in the in the I, in the notes. I, I would. It would have been probably something prominent in, in the
2: bio, and I saw no mention of that when we first you know got the song and all the information on her. Gotcha.
3: Alan? Or she doesn't want it to be known. She wants to make it ah, on her own. That,
2: there you go. There you go. Yeah. That could be it too.
3: Uh great track. Yeah, like Danny said. Love her voice. Love the beat. Love it. I've that I haven't heard that track. That was really cool. I really dig that, man. So you gotta send me that, Danny.
1: I will. Or you can get it at stripjoinsmusic.com. We don't sound good, man. I know. I know. I need that love that jingle back. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we have a chance right now to bring on Edsel Dope from the band Dope. He's going to be joining us in just a second. Uh, Actually, we'll bring him on right after this.
4: Hey, what's happening? It's DJ Mike D, and you're listening to a What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Let's get it.
1: Panda off the charts. So, what's hot in the strip clubs? Podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. Bob Chia Party has scored us another one of his outstanding, amazing guests here today. We have got a guy. He is the uh, the founding member, lead singer, and guitarist for the band Dope. Uh, and it's Edsel Dope with us here today. How are you, man? I'm good, buddy.
0: Thanks for having me. Good to see all you guys and my old. Uh... Homeboy, Mr. Bob Shapardi up there, and yes, his yes. go back. We go. This is one of my
2: favorite artists I've ever worked with. My whole wow. 35 year career. It's always a pleasure working with that. So, what a what a wonderful thing to say. Talented, he's he's just a businessman that you can rely on. You notice he was on time when he, we'd have to check <laughs> him down or anything. He's a
0: pro. He's a complete pro. He was
3: bragging about you uh, when we were talking before you came on. So he was telling us uh, what a, what a class act you are and businessman and artist. So,
1: hey man,
0: I'll take what I can get.
1: Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> gonna I'll get some it. we're gonna get some Bob Edsel stories here in just a little bit. But first of all, uh, for those who may not be familiar with the band Dope, how do you describe the the Dope sound? And uh, how long have you been together? I don't even know when you formed.
0: Uh, You know, the sound is hard and I, I don't want to get long winded with it. I just like to normally I'm just like it's loud. It's mm-hmm. a loud <laughs> rock band. It's the easiest way. Um, but the band I got I started the band in New York City in 1997. Um, I met Bob shortly after that because we were both New York City guys back then. Um, got signed to Epic Records in like '98, and then put out our debut album in '99. So we're we're coming up on our 25th anniversary of mm. being a national band, which definitely makes us old. Um, <laughs> yep, we are rock yeah, Rocket
3: 25.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, Officially. it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's all good, man. I mean, the band's been around a long time. It's been it's been very good to me. Um, You know, we've uh, we've always been kind of this culty sort of thing that never really reached uh you know significant commercial success but we've always had like our little niche and uh it's you know it's cool I'm I'm very grateful to the relationship that uh that the band has with its fans and you know our it's weird some of our metrics are very interesting you know you can look at our Spotify numbers which are significantly larger than a lot of bands that you would think are commercially more successful and viable than dope but for some reason we have this very loyal audience that just really sticks by us and and likes what we do. So I'm I don't know why, but I'll take it, and I'm I'm super grateful for that connection we have.
1: Yeah, I, I um that, I have for to the say, genre, go ahead, Bob. I
0: was just to say, I think I think for the
2: genre that you're in, you guys make some you know amazing music, and I think you you're very clever. With the choices you make on covers, when you know when you, the ones you do there, and you just bring new life to them, so familiar songs that sound fresh again, um, you you you've charted the the course of uh, of dope in a very intelligent way, and that's why you have the success. You're great at what uh. you do, but
0: I was gonna call it mediocre but i but but that's why we've had this very level road but uh but i'll take all that i'll take any compliment it's music is so subjective man it's so weird and like you know it's also a a lot of things that people don't really understand is 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 how timing and and i don't want to use the word luck because i don't want to take away from other people's success but man timing and luck in this business are such important factors i mean you can you can have a record come out and you know there's so many politics that go into why a record could fail uh there's so many little tiny you know the, the margins for error especially back in the major label days like you just miss that window and you your song is great but somebody released a song three months before that's just filling that void to mm. humanity and your song could just miss the window because they're getting like, it's just crazy so anybody that's had any sort of a sustainable career in this industry should really count their lucky stars because it is so difficult um and again it is subjective there is no right or wrong Other than maybe some Beatles songs, there's no categorically (laughs) undeniable like great songs like Mm. a song that somebody might have as their favorite song ever. You could pull 100 people and they may all think it's a terrible song. So you just, you know, who knows? Be grateful for the people that like you and like what you do and just, you know, be true to yourself and do what makes you happy and as best you can do.
1: Well, you know, you have some some different sounds because I the first song that I think I ever really played a lot of yours in the strip club was back when we used to do foxy boxing. We would have two girls in the boxing ring, and we needed music to play for a one minute bed while these girls are beating the crap out of each other. So, can you imagine <laughs> which one of your songs we played? Die motherfucker! Die motherfucker! Die.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, again, that's a that's such a great a great example of of a blessing and a curse so that song for us was uh what you would normally call like the college radio track on our second major label album Mm -hmm. like that's the song you sort of lead with but you know it's not going to be a radio song obviously but you're just trying (laughs) to like go here's our here's our heavy presence of authority on album number two um, and we, we had so much heat coming off of our first album, uh, super, you know, super, uh, aggressive, but melodic and commercial band Epic was behind it. And, uh, we released die motherfucker die as our metal track and, um, the world trade center fell down Ooh. and Oops. we were on Epic records, which is Sony music. And I wasn't as evolved as I am now when it comes to just compromise and understanding some you know that there are factors that be that might be greater than my you know early 20s agenda of (laughs) of this right right um so long story short um that song is a big part and that that moment in time is a big part of why our second album came out and within three months of its release we were dropped from a major label and all of a sudden we were an independent band which Mm. was Wow. Again, when you consider how successful our debut album was that that's very unexpected. But in retrospect, you know, you can understand why Epic Records would not be about the Die Motherfucker Life after (laughs) the World Trade Center. Yeah, yeah. But but long story short, um, at the time, it was it was like, man, this 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 energy, this song, this moment in time has put the band on a, a, a very less than favorable trajectory. But then here it is 20 plus years later and the song has a hundred million plays on spotify and it found its own audience without the help of the label and without the normal traditional marketing tools that go into marketing a band through the u.s military and the fact that we were going to war with iraq you you can't find a, a soldier that went to iraq And say, hey, do you know who dope and die, motherfucker, die is? They're going to be like, yeah, dude, I learned to shoot a machine gun because they teach you to hold the trigger down to die, motherfucker. Die, motherfucker. Because if you hold it too long, it'll burn out the barrel and it'll jam. So I have such a weird connection with soldiers and especially Marines that went and kicked doors down who were like, dude, without that song. And again, I'm sure those guys would have just done just fine with some other song in their ears, but they have this personal connection to me and to that song as their, uh, their war cry. And it's, you know, then the, you know, stories came out that they used our music to interrogate Iraqi POWs, Hmm. like by, by putting them in, in, in dark rooms and just cranking up songs like Die, Motherfucker, Die. And it's like, how did I get, become part of all of this, you know? So Ooh. it really is mind blowing that like a song like that, that was written from just a irresponsible, ignorant, like let's just throw a bunch of fucks and aggression into a song. And, <laughs> and in one way it cost me a massive relationship with a major label partner. And at another time it created this entirely organic fan base for me of people that risk their life for our freedom and in one small way i somehow uh participated in our freedom like again no no credit here i didn't do shit but i i somehow have this connection to these guys that fought and lost their friends fighting for our freedom And, and somehow i've 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 been able to be part of that and i have this like i said very strange but warm connection with soldiers that um just shows you the power of music. It's Mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Go ahead, Alan. Crazy. So, foxy boxing to machine guns in Iraq. That's what that song (laughs) will do
1: for you. Yes, foxy boxing. Alan. It's It's probably a blessing in
3: disguise, man. I tell you what, there's no surprise to me. You have such a loyal following. You guys have played the Alrosa Villa and Newport here in Columbus, Ohio. Like, every year, it feels like. Uh, I could never go because I worked weekends. I was working at the strip club. Uh, But you first came on my radar with your cover of You Spin Me Round, the Dead or Alive track. Uh, which was became a strip club staple. Um, you know, looking for a cooler version of that song, and it's cooler than the original. You know what I mean? Well, and uh, that came from the American Psycho soundtrack. So like on and on and on. You guys have always played regularly there, and everyone I've talked to loves dope. Everyone's "Oh, go to the dope show! Go to the dope show! Go to!" And I always wanted to see, I just never could because I worked weekends. Um, so just took in Columbus, Ohio in and of itself and your 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 status here and how respected you are in the metal community here and i've heard how cool what cool guys you are for years for decades now you know what i mean uh it's no surprise that you have a career so that's why you know there's a lot of people who are flashes in the pan yeah they may make residuals off that one big hit single but they can't even tour anymore they can't play anymore sure. right you get to yeah. play and still live that dream I, I assume you still like being on stage you know what i mean so
0: it's debatable. You know, it, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, touring can be tough. I get it. Being away from you, as you're older and you're more settled down, it's hard to be away sure. from, from family and friends and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, you have that career that a lot of people actually would kill or die for you. Everyone thinks they will. No won. doubt. You know, only the 1% of the 1% become the mega stars of you know, Motley Crue, Guns and Roses, Metallica, blah, 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 sure. blah. blah. Um, and yet you have carved out that high-end middle ground where you have a sustainable career, which you, you don't have to work. You know, at a strip club, you don't have to work at, uh, Amazon or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's, sure, that's cool sure. as fuck, bro. And you still get to create and, and do cool stuff like this new song that we're going to talk about here in a minute,
0: the cover song. Yeah, I, you, you're hundred percent right. And those are very, very nice things to call out. I appreciate that. I, I have two things that I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give you from that. One of them, uh, a very interesting story that not a lot of people know, uh, Columbus, Ohio is a place that we, especially when I was living in the Midwest in Chicago, uh, We would do a lot more um, weekend warrior touring because Mm -hmm. the Midwest is super uh, accommodating for going out and playing Fridays and Saturdays in Midwestern markets. So that's one of the reasons that we were in Columbus as much as we were. But we were actually the last band to play the Alrosa Villa before Before Dimebag was murdered. Mm. We played there the night before. And Mm -hmm. then... um, and then we were the first band to go back and play it afterwards because wow. the the owner of the venue, Rick, Rick Catella, mm-hmm. uh, true story, Rick called me six months after Dimebag was murdered and um, crying, going, Edsel, nobody will play my club. Like yeah. I'm going to go out of business and I don't know what to do. And I said, I said, I'll play your club. He said, He's such a good dude. I, he, he goes, I wasn't even calling to ask you to play in my club. I was just calling to tell you that nobody will play it. I was like, dude, I know dime would want us to play your club. Like he would want people to have that outlet because there wasn't a lot of places to play in Columbus unless you were at the Newport. So if you weren't big enough to play the Newport, like the Al Rosa was it. And when that happened, it, it created such a, a, a gap in those people's lives that were used to going and having that experience at the Rosso. and of course there's you know all this taboo now around it for obvious reasons but um I I didn't even hesitate I and and it was amazing too because we went back and we played a show was sold out and then Rick was like dude the floodgates opened he's like everybody was willing to come back again they just didn't want to be first and I was like well you know I'm 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 fine with it. So I uh that was a very it was it was really a powerful little experience. But that was that's my Columbus, Ohio Al Rosa. Um but as far as that stupid dead or alive cover song you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. You, you can blame Bob Chapardi <laughs> for that one, dude. <laughs> I've been blaming him for 20 freaking years. (laughs) I got to play that stupid ass song every single night, but I I am grateful because people love it and it was really fun. And it definitely helps people to understand that even with the seriousness of the die motherfucker dies, we have a very (laughs) unserious party side to us that I think Bob recognized that, but the true story of how that went down Bob calls me up and he goes, hey, Edsel, uh, have you heard of the 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 movie that's going to be coming out uh, called American Psycho? And I go, it's a book, right? He's like, yeah, it's a book. It's this really cool, creepy, you know, culty book that they're turning into a movie. And of course, the movie's not out yet, so nobody knows if it's going to be great. But all signs are pointing that this is going to be a really great Thing to be part of. How would you like to be on the soundtrack? David Bowie's on the soundtrack, New Order's on the soundtrack, the cure's on the trout soundtrack. And here's the thing, Etzel, I've got you secured as the opening lead track. You're track one on the soundtrack. And I go, <laughs> Bob, you're my hero. Yeah, of course <laughs> I want to do this. And, and he goes, But there's a catch. Uh, <laughs> He's got a real yeah. <laughs> I, I go, what's the catch? He's like. I really need you to re-record the song "Spin Me" by Dead or Alive, and I went, "Oh, you!" I said, "How much does it pay?" And And he had a he had a he had a favorable number, and I was like, "Okay, I guess we're doing it." So, truthfully, we went right in the studio. We actually recorded it while we were on tour. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and it came out really cool. And, and it, uh, it, it wasn't on the original pressing of the Dope's debut album because it, it it was done during our touring cycle. But it was so successful for us that they ended up stripping it on to the later pressings of the record. And it's become, you know, one of our most popular songs. And uh, it's, it's quite silly. And I, every night that we play it on stage, I use it as an opportunity to literally tell the crowd, like, you know, Nobody came here to be serious tonight, right? Because we're going to play you the stupidest song you have ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> and, dude, and it's another one of those things that just shows you how music transcends. We we uh, we played with Slayer mm-hmm. one time, and I remember specifically standing backstage and Slayer's guitar tech, some big burly dude with man tits and a beard, and he's <laughs> like, hey, man, you're not going to play that. You spin me round song tonight, are you? Cause those fucking Slayer fans will tear you apart. And I go, Bro, I'm gonna play that stupid fucking song and you stand right there and watch while those fucking Slayer fans, those big moshin, crazy bastards, are gonna take they're gonna take their shirts off and they're gonna spin them around their head. Oh, and and they're gonna sing you spin me round. He goes, It'll never happen, brother. Dude, 15 minutes later every balding big crazy slayer fan had their shirts off swinging them around cuz of course That's i awesome. told them to I said, let's get our shirts off and and swing yeah. them. and <laughs> dude and 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 again dope is out there playing with slayer and half the crowd is singing you spin me around like a record before they hear you know freaking uh rain uh, and blood uh, rain, <laughs> and, blood. rain oh. and blood i was Weight and bleed kept coming. I was like, "No, that's Slipknot, random yeah. blood." <laughs> well, you know, so, yeah, we we toured with Slipknot a lot too, and, and played that song too. That song is undeniable. It. Everyone loves it, as horrible as it is. So, thank you, Bob. <laughs> yeah, you're most welcome. <laughs> well,
1: we're we're gonna talk about your new stuff here in just a second, but I want to get Bob Chiaparty's take. Bob trip I want to get your take on that exact story. Did it happen exactly like he said?
2: <laughs> he, he's pretty much the on the head. That, that really was it. That was really not tell a lie, man. No, not only I tell me when I'm time, telling lies. At one time, I uh, Etzel was playing New York, right? And I I brought a brand new date, first time I ever brought this girl, right? Uh cute little sweet thing, right? And
0: uh, <laughs> uh and, she,
2: and she comes in, and uh. we, we go to the show, and at etzel gets into that whole, tells the whole story before the thing, and he points down <laughs> at me. I got very late that night.
0: Let's put it. Oh, good <laughs> cool.
3: job, Etzel. Helping a brother <laughs>
2: out.
0: Cool. Oh, good to hear. I, I I remember that too, Bob. Yeah, I always love it when Bob makes an appearance at uh, at a, at a dope show. Man, um it's it's good times. It really brings you back to the roots because. New York was different back then, man. Like it was the, like the, the best times of my career, honestly, were before my fucking album came out because we ran New York city. We were like the most popular unsigned band in New York that then got signed. And, uh, and we just, I don't know, man, there was something about New York city in 1996, 97, 98, 99, that it was just the coolest place to be. And we had, uh, you know, we had, we had season passes to any nightclub we wanted to go to. We always had a pocket full of kryptonite. We always had, you know, the hottest <laughs> girls. Like it was, it was a crazy time and man, I, I really look back at those and and maybe it was the ignorance and ignorance <laughs> is bliss, but Dude, like I had more fun and felt more on top of the world just kicking around New York City and riding the subways at two o'clock in the morning than I ever did um, after the fact. But, so, yeah, Bob and a small clique of dudes that we had that were all kind of on the dope train super early. Um, it was a great, great, great time. Really reminds me mm. of that community that we had. And, and Bob was a pioneer, dude. Bob, like concrete marketing back then was like you couldn't put out a record. And, and think you were going to have a shot if Bob wasn't in and Bob's well, team weren't working that record right, right. and like, you know, giving it a thumbs up like you were you weren't even you weren't even invited to the treehouse. <laughs> like, yeah. so that is he, awesome. He, he had his uh, he had a, his thing. And again, it was all super organic. and. didn't feel corporate at all which is crazy to think because it was a very corporate machine back then but Mm -hmm. our little click there was there was nothing corporate about it there was nothing fake or 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 uh or uh you know packaged or you know what's the word i'm looking for that that just like homogenized like none of that existed for us and for our little team it was just we were just on fire and it was just mm. out of control, debauchery, stupidity. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And Bob was right there in the middle of it. And and dare I say, responsible for a lot of it, because we were all just working hard together and, and uh and, and just committed to each other as friends and it was awesome, man. It's great to know Bob twenty five years later and be doing something like this, telling stories from nineteen ninety seven. It's like, what is happening? Yeah. It's uh, not man. crazy.
1: That's awesome. Well, I want to talk a little bit Crazy. about the newer stuff. Um, you've got an album that just came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, we heard the first song that uh, Bob brought us uh, a few months ago, which was Fuck It Up. Great song. Worked well for me in the strip clubs. And then Bob told me that uh, you have got uh, you did a cover of Love Song, the Cure song, Love Song. And I said, wait, I, I just can't picture Love Song being in this heavy metal rah 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 kind of feel, so then I listen to it and it's not. It's it's a very very cool and, in my opinion, and I'll I'll play the song here and let everybody else give their thoughts. But in my opinion, uh, this cover of of love song that you guys did is without a doubt the best. Strip club song, song that for a strip club by Dope. Ever in my opinion, oh, so I think it's going to work really, really well. But I want to play about thirty seconds of it, and then we'll go back and uh, and talk about it. So here's thirty seconds of Dope with Love Song. I'll Little, let a little bit of that electronic part get in there. I'm, as I said, I think it for the strip club is the best oh, song yeah. I have heard. It's gonna, it's,
0: sh- it's gonna shake some asses for sure, dude. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's mixed well. I can hear it in these headphones that it's gonna um, do what I like to call shake the drinks off the tables. Um, so it is, it's definitely one to crank up, and I can see, um, I can see a high energy rock girl just spinning around that pole quicker than hell. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, that's my thought on it. Let me go to, uh, to Alan Fong here up in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, man. I, first of all,
3: the original has always been a popular request, but the, but the original's too slow, right? So for most clubs, uh, 311 did a, famously did a cover of it, but it's pretty true to the original. Mm. Um, I know I played a remix of it. Did, did Deftones cover that one? I can't remember. I don't think so. Maybe it wasn't Deftones. Anyways, I love that because you made it upbeat. I uh, love all the electronic flourishes too uh, in the beginning and in the verses. Uh, it's gotten more bump by far than the original. So yeah, for clubbing... Your vocals sound great too, as a singer. And man, I uh, love your voice on it. Uh, it's a huge classic song. I know ladies love it. You know, it's it's love song. It's been that way forever. Uh, the original is a great song, and you made it your own, which is really hard to do with a signature track like that. So I love hearing yeah. that you put your the dope spin on it. And I hope you don't end up hating this song like you do, uh, or being around. uncomfortable <laughs> with the song like "Spin Me Round," because I have a no, feeling you I, got another "Spin Me Round" in your hand.
0: It's a little different because Spin Me Around is just so mindless, you know, like Love Song, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to do it is just because I don't think anybody with a soul that grew up in the timeframes we all grew up in heard that song and didn't like almost get choked up like there's just something so real and human about that song. And I don't care if it's love that's lost or love that you still have. Or love to a significant other or to a family member. Like it doesn't matter. Like love is the most powerful thing we all know on the planet. It makes you do the craziest things and 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 the most amazing things. So um, I just really wanted to express that energy. Um, and uh, it's funny because I, I hear people describe it similarly to how both of you guys did. Which is actually the opposite of what's happening. If you listen to the original love song, the tempo is it's way faster. It's an up tempo song. I took it the other way. I did it halftime and made it more of a drony, almost like I hate to use the comparison because I've had it since my entire career, but it's all good because he's a fucking genius. But it's got more of a Marilyn Manson-y kind of like downplayed, you know, darker tone to it. Um, whereas the cures was up tempo and and poppy and very uplifting I kind of took it the other direction where I wanted it to make you sad as opposed to the original love song that Robert Smith wrote as a wedding gift to his wife it's supposed to right. make you feel up it's I look at it like he's releasing the white you know white doves into the air whereas like I'm singing that song with a black pigeon on my
4: shoulder <laughs> um,
0: it, it's I, I took it to the darker places where I feel like it 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 rips your heart out. Whereas Robert Smith wrote it to like open your heart up, and 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 uh, that's that was my take on it. It's I think it's very depressing, but I <laughs> it's I,
3: definitely it's, darker. But there's yeah, the energy but it's one good. of the
0: one of the coolest things I, I feel like we've done in a while, and it, and um, I I hope people like it. The video is really dark and cool as well, but. Cool. You know, finding an audience is is always interesting. You know, we'll see what it does. I have very nominal expectations. I don't expect it to change my life, but I, the people that find it, I hope they like it and hope it serves a purpose. Will. And I think it will definitely work in the in the in the strip clubs though, just because of the tempo and the vibe. And a lot of strippers are damaged too, so they'll they'll probably Amen. enjoy the the dark, mm-hmm. <laughs> the darkness. Absolutely. Of it. yeah.
1: Well, it's, it's great, great cover,
0: man. Phenomenal yeah. job. Thank you, I appreciate it.
1: It's going to hit all the different ages too because you know i mean the older people are going to hear it and say i remember that song and the newer people are going to say oh new song you know sure oh you mean that was a cover
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's 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 funny i uh i have a 16 year old stepson who uh i put in the music video Um, uh again video is really dark and and um and he uh, i go hey dude i need you to do this thing he's like what am i doing i said just he's really good looking young kid you know he's and I was like, just put on some makeup and show up and I'll I'll show you what you're <laughs> going to do. You're going to be in this burned down house and there's this whole thing going on. And he's like, OK, I never acted before. So he just kind of shows up and and then we, we cut the video and he's like, man, this is a really cool song, dude. Like, I didn't know you had it in you because, you know, he's a 16 <laughs> doesn't like any of my shit because it's all old. And, uh, and I go and I go, I go, you don't know that song. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, that's the that's like one of the most popular songs ever. And he's like, I don't know. He had no idea that it was a cover song. It was just crazy. That's great.
1: That's great. Well, you know, we're going to try to get this out to all the Strip Club DJs. And Strip Club DJs, Sweet. we want you to listen to it, play it, and chart it on your uh, chart that you send into Alon. So we can see this thing, hopefully get on the on the Panda Top 20 chart that we put out every month. Alon and I also do another podcast uh, uh, about every other month or so. We're doing a, a series now on rock covers. So I promise you. I promise you, this will be on our next rock covers podcast, which is probably—I don't know—we're probably about three weeks away from recording the next one of those. So, uh, so very, very cool. Um, so, people can follow you and find you. Uh, where uh, you're a social media guy, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah, I, I not by choice. I like that's one of the places where I feel like I do kind of fail because I, you know, when I was 20 years old and I was starting this whole thing. I absolutely shared the narcissism that young people have, like, you know, a lot of the reasons <laughs> that we get into rock and roll, we want attention and we want to add, you know, affirmation. But um, man, I'm an old ass man and I have no interest in sharing with the world like, hey, this is what I'm eating today. And like, All I right. just don't think I'm that important. And I think, uh, in a way it, it, it works counterproductively to me because people that do let you behind the curtain and share their life as, if, as if it's important, you know, that's people are interested in that shit, but I'm terrible at it. But if you want to find me, um, you can find us pretty much across the board. It's just dope the band. So like dope, dope the band.com band. or Instagram dope the band face, Facebook dope the band. It's all just dope the band. Cause that seemed to be the easiest moniker for it. Um, but yeah, we're we're not that hard to find. It's the only thing that again I've noticed more and more um, with YouTube and and the Zuckerberg apps. Um, we definitely get throttled, man. Like our our YouTube, like or our Facebook. Even if you log into Facebook and try to find dope, you'll get a warning that says the site you are trying to access may have something to do with the sale or consumption of illegal oh, narcotics. Wow. And it's like, oh, God. so. So, like, you know, uh, something you may or may not know about me. I'm also the manager of the band, and uh, I also manage uh, one of our really good friend and contemporary bands that has had a big resurgence over the last few years called Static X. Oh, wow. Um, so because I handle all the business for both Dope and Static X, um, I feel like it, I can see the obvious places where this happens. So YouTube, for instance, Dope and Static X, surprisingly even though static x is a much bigger band we have about the same number of subscribers on our youtube channels but when i release something on static x's youtube channel the amount of interactions that i'll get compared to when i release something on the dope youtube channel it's mind-bogglingly different Mm -hmm. and again i'll give static x the credit for being a bigger more successful band and that means that they should have more interactions but the disparity is so big that i'm I'm unquestionably convinced that YouTube has just selected the word dope and says, this gets throttled and we, we limit the reach of it. And I know it happens with our Facebook too. So it's one of those, those weird things where, again, you don't, you, you, we don't have a crystal ball and just like die motherfucker die was like this blessing and a curse for the band. The name has been the same thing. It's like, It's such a cool word and such a cool thing to come out in 1999 being the band Dope, but the longevity of it, like there's a lot of places where we, we, you know, for example, with the amount of connection that we have to the U.S. military, wouldn't you think that Dope would have played a U.S.O. show by now? Yeah, it will never happen. I Think so? It will. Yeah. It will never happen because the U.S. military will never be able to promote that Dope right. is coming to play our base. Right. But they'll bring Drowning Pool and they'll bring Saliva and they'll bring all these other bands. But we'll never get the call. So, if had we became a commercial band, would we have ever played an NBA halftime show? Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So there there's there's definitely been some things that I've seen, you know, as I've looked at the business side of it, where the name has has uh, been a bit of an issue. But now more than ever, with with uh, the throttling or the censorship, however you want to put it with social media and 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 good old Zuckerberg, who seems to have this tendency to uh, lean in one particular direction. We we definitely, I think, catch some uh, I don't even want to call it friendly fire. We catch some fire that uh, sort of stops us from reaching as many people as we would. Now, but, you know, the places, the metric that you can't control or manipulate is Spotify, which is where I just always just sit back and go like, well, there's how you can tell what our audience is because mm-hmm. they right. can't throttle that one. Right. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, but that's how you find us dope the band. Um, but if we post, you may not see it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just makes me think you of gotta, that you, old commercial. You find us that old commercial yeah. why do you think they call it dope <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man it's been it's been a pleasure having you on alon do you have final thoughts here before we uh kind of shut it shut it, shut it down
3: yeah man. man. first of all shout out to uh Rick Citello, the rock and roll revan the Alrosa is no longer around i don't know if you know that he sold it i do uh and retired which is sad so i don't know where you're playing columbus but you got any tour dates coming up with this stuff going on
0: Um, Yeah, we've been, uh, you know, because of my relationship with the Static X guys and, uh, and the relationship that we've had for 25 years now, um, I've been able to position dope in uh, a lot of the Static X um, celebration. So Mm. We've done a lot of touring with Static X back in the day, a lot of the touring with Static X since they re uh, regrouped and we are touring this fall. Uh, The bill is actually really amazing. It's Static X seven dust and dope. Wow. Um, Damn, That's a sick, sick tour. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's coming to Columbus on this leg because uh, seven dust is out with Alter Bridge playing a lot of markets that we can't go to, but we're talking about doing additional legs of the tour uh in early 2024 that would put us there but um i think nowadays it's like the newport and then there's another room that is is actually pretty cool that i that we just played recently called the king of clubs King Clubs, yeah yeah i'm going to yeah, my first go it, there to see king's X here in about a month so yeah it, it's it's a cool room um they got a lot of things right um a couple okay. of things you know a couple things they could look at probably a little differently. Um, but, but it's, it's a cool room. I think people will be happy with that one as, as you know, the Al Rosa replacement.
1: Cool. Cool. Very good. DJs chart this song, play the song yeah. entertainers, especially the ones that get to pick your own music. Man, make sure you go up uh, and tell your DJ he's got to download. It's on Spotify, as he says, right there. You got to get that love song. A lot of other ones he also uh, Fuck It Up was, like I say, one that Bob brought to us, um, I don't know, about three months ago. Uh, check out the whole album. It's a pleasure having you on. And when I do see your concert tour come close to uh, Ohio somewhere, uh, I'm going to be calling Bob and saying, hey, give him a call, man. I want to I meet him in person. Yeah, so, be, yeah, come yeah come no problem, dude. That'd yeah, anytime
0: awesome. we we usually play the you know cleveland is always a staple for us columbus generally like the you know he, ohio has always been really good to us so we we, we always try to fit that place in we
1: okay can. well i'm cincinnati on the lower side a lot
0: oh nice yeah we we were at bogarts just a few oh, months ago. Really? Nice. oh really oh
1: man i missed that you that missed it. Cool. it was sold out baby sold out yeah
4: shit
3: Ah, uh, one yeah, little final thing I didn't know you guys did uh, Vince McMahon's theme song. That's fu- cool as hell. I didn't
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you know a, a cool a cool story to that was, um, you know, those theme songs were always a bit goofy. and yeah. uh, the way that the way they did them back in the day is they had this dude that essentially kind of wrote them all because mm-hmm. they wanted to retain all the publishing
2: johnson what was his name again? yeah he G- jim johnson jim he's John- not there anymore no, he's, yeah, gone, yeah, yeah. He's,
0: he's not there anymore but um but he was kind of like their in-house dude who wrote it all so that all the publishing could remain at uh at wwe and right. i don't know how it happened but um so they sent us the original version of of mr mcmahon's theme and it was like a rap thing and, it, and i was like how am i going to do this and uh and and the mix ended up not being great in retrospect but i really like what we did with the song and 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 it was so it was such a departure from the original demo that jim johnson had written that i right. actually got some publishing for that song like they actually and i mean i probably wrote 80% of probably more than that honestly but generally even if you do that with ww it's like well thanks for your contributions but you get zero publishing (laughs) right right but for some reason on that one i changed it so much and i guess they like the end result that i was actually able to negotiate a little bit of publishing in that one
1: nice but i
0: i I really like it i don't think he used it for very long but i I thought it was clever like i I i put this hook in where it was like this is my world and in my world, like I'll break your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was it was it was perfect for McMahon. And I was like, I, sure. I, I really I really really happy that we got to do that. And fuck, we got to do McMahon steam. We didn't do a yeah, wrestler steam. Right? We did the right. guy steam. Yeah. The the fucking the Tony Soprano. <laughs> so um so I, I thought that was another nice little Easter egg that you know a lot of people don't know about us and is yep. always very fun. cool,
1: so, man. Yeah, man. Awesome. Awesome. And so dope. From the band dope we thank you so much for coming on
0: well i appreciate you guys time nice to meet you fellas and as always bob i, I love you to death and you're the best and thanks you, for bro. always thinking of me and i get to see bob in person on uh tomorrow morning actually i was, oh, nice. uh, I was just te- just telling my wife i'm like i gotta go do this thing and then i gotta run some errands and i gotta wake up early as shit tomorrow because i gotta fight la <laughs> traffic to get down and uh and meet my my buddy bob for some bacon and eggs there you go.
1: <laughs> very good man i appreciate it thank you so much thank you Great guys DJ. bob i don't know how you do it man you score some amazing amazing yeah you know everybody i mean bob has been friends. He, i <laughs> i love that story about the spin me round story and uh you know you both told it exactly the same so there was no no embellishing it there or anything
2: yeah it's uh yeah
3: <laughs> I've decided Bob is the Illuminati. He knows everybody. He's he's just pulling strings. We're all marionettes, and Bob's world. I, thing.
2: I wasn't going to say, but I think I was also the guy that hooked up the Whitecot, the uh, the Jim Johnson uh, thing as well. WWE
3: thing. I'm sure you did, because I knew the name from you. So
2: yeah, because uh, I, I I used to I've work. Got a couple. I got a couple of plaques on the wall, and, and I'm, I'm I have you. Grab was it on this record? <laughs>
1: this one I I, I I music supervised. So I, 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 there you go very, very cool. nice well here's how the math is working out we each have two more songs to bring to you that we are uh, going to run around the horn and and by the way if you have comments on any of our songs on the interview whatsoever uh, get on Facebook join our Facebook group What's Hot in the Strip Clubs and that's where you can leave your comments about our interview about uh, the music we're playing about some songs that we may not have heard of but right now I'm going to go to a song that I don't know if this is going to be a hit or not but I listen to it uh, yesterday, and I thought it sounded really good, so I played it last night. And the production on it is just amazing. Kind of an EDM track. It's a, uh let's see. It's by the band Tweak uh, with capital letters T W E A K. It's the Big Jet Plane is the name of it, and uh, I think if you like those soft vocals, you're gonna like this vocalist. Check this out. Gonna take us one of those ones i i put it in there and i said man it's just a screaming light show so i you know ran a pretty good light show to it for the first time you know really listening to it it sounded good Alon, your thoughts yeah cool cool track
3: without a doubt uh it's not jet airliner by steve miller band i thought it might be a cover but for ah, a remix but big no jet plane yeah <laughs> big old jet airliner remember that oh, all right anyways uh you yeah, know very cool track Danny.
2: good bob chia party i love the uh the base of it you know i love the way to call it the you know the beat there it's you know you know me i i I enjoy songs that are are a little less hooky and a little bit more but that one i i I dug i really did dig that one so
1: he likes songs and hookers yeah it's
2: like
3: arthur
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
3: (laughs) are you a hooker i I thought i I was just doing great did
2: i tell you that story did i tell you that we don't have time for stories, but I actually walked in the hotel. The it was at um, what the hell, the Waldorf, in New York City, they yeah, the that, and they were shooting that. They were shooting that, and we watched that scene get filmed. That's awesome, my cousin, That my cousin, is awesome. We're wow. coming in from a night of debauchery in Manhattan. And then, you know, <laughs> That's great.
1: Okay,
3: Alan. Speaking of debauchery, uh, this next track is not a cover. It's a new original. It's called Beggin'. This is the Club Killers intro. It's by Chris Lake, and it's got Aluna, A-L-U-N-A, on vocals. Beggin'.
0: I look so obedient, but I'm just a deviant. Baby, though, just in white, but I'm gonna give you a fright. Cause I keep it simple, keep it fresh. Eat it there's nothing left.
1: Yeah, 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 definite. Another one, uh, you know, I, I love her vocals, love the production on it and everything. I was, as soon as you sent that to me, I was back double-checking to see if Aluna may have shortened her name from Aluna George, remember, who did that uh, track with DJ Snake, uh, You Know You Like It, and uh, it does not appear that it's any relation whatsoever, but that was my first thought, uh, but no, doesn't sound a thing like that, because I went back and re-listened to that song, and it was cool. <laughs>
2: Um, I, I just got a bone to pick with Chris Lake. Well, not actually Chris Lake, more of his his people, quote unquote. People. <laughs> oh, um, you know, I've reached out to them several times to be part of uh strip joints and uh, got blown off pretty much every time. So, nothing against Chris because he probably has no even clue. Yeah. But his right, right. people, they can go fuck off as far as I'm. <laughs> <laughs> but I do dig the song. I do dig the song right. <laughs> There you go. Bob Ooh. being opinionated,
3: coming in strong with the hot take, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah. Uh, wow. like management.
1: There you go. There Man, are you guys. I, I thought I was the only one <laughs> ripping people apart, you know? But wow, Bob. You people managed to
3: piss off Bob to your party, and this is the nicest guy in show business. So, yeah. I got to tell you something. You deserve it.
2: There you go. <laughs> okay, Bob, bring us a song. So, this song is by Fendi the Rapper. Um, she put out a song independently, um, uh, point me to the sluts and our friends over at giant records, um, picked up on it. They have re-released the song with Cardi B. They've renamed it point me Two, And it is blowing up. It, um, the first week of release, it did 7 million, 7.3 million streams. Wow um cumulatively and it entered at number 14 on the hot rap songs and number wow. 20 on the hot r&b hip-hop songs mm. and it's, it also entered the top 100 i think somewhere in the 80s I, I'm, not, I'm not remembering wow. yeah but it's a great song um everybody out there should be playing it as far as i'm concerned uh bendy the
1: rapper okay check this out
4: mm, turn me up i'm trying to trying to point me to the what? That tough, he had a luck Oh no, gave him up. What? She got some bonds, make me. This, it's been a run. I got a thumb, she can't take it, They made me numb. Her nuke and he a goofy, she got goofy. What? Her tastes good with no smell, she got a fruity. What? I can't wait, I'm trying to fat. Take me to the back. Uh, uh, we hit a rap. Where you at? We, we got, sh- got Oochie Song. Uh, uh, and all the guys in sh- here ready. What, what a hoochie. What a hoochie. In my city, we get lit. That's what, a movie, sh- what a movie And you can't come up, you can't come up with all
0: that goofy shit.
1: Uh, Point me to up, and the and number say, two. Um, you know what I love about this? What is so so different about it from a lot of the music that's out, the hip hop that's out, that is really, really slow. This one is clocking in at 155 beats per minute. So what I think, and I am not the musician uh, the, or, the, or the genre label guy, but this reminds me of a drum and bass type feel, but taking out the snare. In other words, they used the, the bass pattern and the speed of a drum and bass song, uh, but didn't really go like drum and bass. Does that? Uh, I'm going to go to Alon because he, he's more the genre expert, but that, the, the drum pattern sounds drum and bass to me, which I think was a very, very smart move to make it stand out.
3: Yeah, it's just Jersey Club. They call it Jersey Club, doing that the the up up tempo using the kick or or the eight oh eight Jersey Club. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, okay. Your thoughts on it, Alan? I,
3: I was just laughing and enjoying the clean version because it was like every other word. is just pretty funny to me. <laughs> but no, I like the song. <laughs> so I wonder if it's still the if the uh unedited version is still pointing me to sluts or if it if the whole thing is still point me to. The clean version for sure is point me to. <laughs>
1: ah i'm not sure okay Great well' job, I'll tell you what we have um we have three more songs to pick, and we 're going to bring those to you next.
4: Hey, everybody. This is comedian Craig Gass. You might want to google that and you 're listening to the
1: what 's hot in the strip clubs podcast
4: on pantheon podcast network
1: hey, welcome back to Panda off the chart so what 's hot in the strip clubs podcast on pantheon podcast network Danny Myers Funk, Bob Chia Party. We have got three songs left. And, you know, I always have to come up with one of these WTF songs because I heard this song, and I'm not going to say I I like it. I just i am shocked by it, and I'm shocked by what they did with it. And I really want opinions on this song. So after we play this, uh, get on our Facebook group and get on there and join our Facebook group, What's Hot in the Strip Clubs, and let me know what you think of this. Uh, it's definitely going to have people that hate it, and definitely, people who are going to love it. This is Little Uzi Vert, who obviously is a rapper, right? But he doesn't only do rap music. Wait until you hear this song, CS, and as soon as you hear it, you'll know what the CS stands for.
3: Wake up! Grab a and put a little thing, come. the sauce and away the shake up. Watch me the keys up on the table. Here you go, create another family. You want
4: you
1: on If you guys could see the look on Alan Fong's face of WTF I heard this and I just, you know, it's one of those I I I don't know. It's it's very creative, very different. But uh Alon, give me your professional opinion.
3: Yeah, so of course the original was my system of a down.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's let's
3: just get that out there. Uh super cool that he's a rock fan and or likes this rock song and probably a couple others and you know, he just said the song just want to rock out. Uh so maybe he just wants to rock out with his cock out like a good uh, concrete foundation's forum type band artist should uh cool the vocals are great i actually liked when he started singing and then he had his little um effects on his voice and just his vocal style was really cool in the chorus sound production wise it left me wanting it just felt really thin the overall sound production of the of the musical tracks the guitar and bass and drums and stuff but i thought actually to my surprise that's why my face was weird actually really dug the vocals and what he did differently with it would okay. I play it in the club probably not
1: Allah uh Bob Chia party?
2: I thought it was real interesting again having worked you know system of a down um you know from the first record we were I think we worked the first two or three records of that um I was it was great to hear that um but again, it, it 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 as as creative as I thought it was. I don't know if I would play it in the strip club either, because you know me. I like I, I like the more slinky style of yeah. things as far as that goes. But a very cool track. Um, there you go. Uh,
3: okay. For the record, even the original System of a Down, I would only play remixes of the stuff. It's hard to dance to that, like how the beat is and That's what I'm.
2: That's what I'm
1: thinking. Yeah, what I'm yeah. So yeah, for
3: me, System of a Down, usually I only played remixes
1: of that stuff. Anyways. Okay, I if I ever played a System of a Down remix, I'd probably get killed because System of a Down fans <laughs> don't like remixes. Okay, um, Alan, pick us uh, your your last pick of the show before we get well. In, your your last pick of the yeah. show. Bob still has one.
3: Well, here's a song you can definitely play in the strip clubs. Uh, the lyrically, it fits perfectly, and it's a a strip club regular on this show, uh, "Ryton." or ratone, sorry, with David Guetta and Jazzy. And this song is called Where You Want.
4: Here we go, bitch. Put my hands where you want them. Turn me on, babe. Put my hands where you want Here we go, babe. Put my hands where you want them. Turn me on, babe. Put my hands where you want them. Here we go, bitch. Put my hands
1: There is a verse. WFW. Wow. Fucking wow. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. I didn't write it. Okay. <laughs> you picked it, though. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Bob?
2: I, I thought it was a great song. I, you know, on the money. I mean, lyrically, that's a that's a great frame. Put your hands where you want. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> that it hits home for... Right in the pocket, baby. Right in the pocket.
1: Okay, and Bob, while you've got the attention of all of our listeners, close the ah, show out okay. with a my groove.
2: last song. My last song. So this song, um, um, I believe we are going to get for uh, for Strip Joint's music. They t- they tell me that they are actually creating an over three minute version of this. Um, this is by. Uh, actually, I'm just learning about this. This. Uh, this lady you know to you know recently and uh angel lakita moore she's an actress she's a host of three very successful podcasts Hmm. uh she's an influencer and she's a comedian she's been in like on so many shows and on in on disney channel and cbs and netflix and blah 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 she's uh she's one of those amazing amazing women but she's known musically as that chick angel. Mm-hmm. And this song's called One Margarita, the Margarita song. Being a big Jimmy Buffett fan, that automatically caught my attention. so uh <laughs> But this is not Jimmy Buffett. So not Jimmy it.
1: Buffett, it's not Luke Bryant, who also just came out with One Margarita about a year ago. And this is also featuring uh, is it Casa D and Steve Terrell. And I've heard this song, and I don't think she's going to get this one on the Disney Channel. See what you think. I don't think so. <laughs>
4: Give me one margarita, I'ma open my leg. Give me my two lid. margaritas, I'ma give, you some 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 give some me some head Give me three margaritas, I'ma give me, give me three margaritas, I'ma put it in my puss. Give me, give me four margaritas, I'ma put it in my tush. Give me, give me, give me five margaritas, give me, give me, give me five margaritas, me margaritas. Give me five margaritas Give me one margarita Two margaritas Give me three margaritas margaritas Going out with my baby And I'm trying to get him Want to give my man something That he'll never let him Loose it up to bust it open For the end of the night One frozen Rita
2: And I'm feeling all I Now before Alana even comments I just want to give you a little background on the song Alright, so <laughs> Margaret. Well, <laughs> this is this is Angel's response to a slut shaming sermon by an evangelical evangel, how's it pronounced? Evan, yeah, yeah, Evangelica Christian Pastor, better known as Sister Cindy on TikTok. After the sermon sermon went viral, Angel decided to flip the message into one of empowerment and owning your sexuality. With the help of producers like what do you call it? Danny said, called uh, Dixon. Steve Terrell As- and
1: uh, Casa, Steve Casa D I assume. Uh,
2: the, the song came into existence. So there you yeah.
1: go. Okay. Well then I'll get Alon's opinion before I throw mine in. We'll do it in a backwards order. And right about now, Disney is disowning her. No, <laughs> no great track. Great strip club track. Obviously
3: I was surprised. It did definitely did not go the direction. lyrically I thought it was going to go. Uh, I didn't Margaret. No margaritas were that powerful. I could see straight up shots of tequila, but Hey, uh, quite the aphrodisiac, apparently. You know, two shots is leg opening; three shots is in the tush. So let's go. All right, that yeah. chick, chick angel.
1: Yeah, that chick angel. I, I have Shane to tell angel. you, Bing. I I listened to this song maybe five we'll or heaven. six times before I before the show because I had to keep listening to it because I kept trying to get my opinion of it because normally. I am not a fan of songs that are that blatant of innuendos. I, you know, I like a little more subtlety, and I just sort of find that a lot of artists are coming out and just, you know, getting as blatant as they possibly can just for for um, the sake of selling music. But she does this, in, and I don't exactly know why or what she's doing different, but I really, really, really like this song. Um, I like her voice in it. I like the beat of it. I like the uh, the house organ that's in the back or keyboard, I guess. Yeah, the house organ. Boy, we just added another innuendo there. <laughs> yeah, I thing. like her organ that she, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's so weird that normally I would not like a song but I, I I can't explain it. But I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to play it, and my girls that are living on TikTok are going to know it, and they're going to love it. And and there are some remixes of it out there as well that do take it. It is uh, like a minute. Um, it's under two. It's like one fifty eight or one fifty seven yeah. or something. But I did see on Direct Music Service there's a, a couple of remixes that take it a little longer. But uh, if you guys need me to do one that gets this all the way up till th- uh, three minutes be happy to do that there was also a 128 mix of it as well that somebody did but i that one i didn't care for because they just took her vocals and sped them up so fast that uh i just i don't think it flowed i it just it doesn't fit 128
2: well I'm i'm i was told that they're there that's that's what i'm waiting for we're waiting for them to give me that over three minute version and then we'll have it up on strip joints it's like i said it's not closed yet but I, i anticipate it will be and uh, hopefully you'll be able to. Uh, I'll be sending it to you soon. Fantastic. All my favorite DJs out there.
1: Man, good show. We brought good music. Uh, uh, outstanding guest, Bob. Man, Edsel, dope. And and you're friends guy. with He's this guy. Best. You're like you've probably got his number in your phone. And, you know, you just call him, and you we, might we be are, meeting we are, up we're, in we're, L.A. We're, and...
2: Again, it's like you know you. Uh, anyone in the music industry whether you're a label or or an independent company like myself like my company you work with a lot of artists and you, you're not going to love everybody either working with them or just you know time or whatever you but Etzel is is, a, is a, one of the one of those top artists that I've worked with that I I love what he does creatively um I love him as a businessman and I, I just love him as a good friend he's a solid he's a solid guy so
1: can't wait for the world to bring hear that. Cannot wait for the world to hear that.
3: Yeah, Alon, final he did, thoughts? Yeah, man. He gave me uh, goosebumps uh, telling that Dimebag Daryl uh, Alrosa story. I have a lot of personal collection, connections with Dimebag and the Alrosa. I played there. I sang there. A lot of my formative years as a musician were spent there. Uh, so when he told me that story, I was getting goosebumps. So very cool.
1: Well, uh, you guys, it's been fun. I want to remind all of our listeners that all of the What's Hot and the Strip Club's podcasts, including the Panda Top 20, Bubbling Under, Off the Charts Classic Remixes, Flashback Friday Strip Club Music Hall of Fame, Behind the Curtain, and Rockin' Pod Recap, can be found at What's Hot, I-T-S-C.com. Join our Facebook group.
0: Thanks for listening to Panda Off the Charts.
1: Presented by the Professional Adult Nightclub DJ Association.
0: Now you know what's new.
4: Get a full list of tracks from this show and previous shows at PandaOffTheCharts.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.